He's amused Cam Newton. He's been insulted by Charles Barkley. When some idiot in the press asked him, if you know what you know now, would you have scheduled this game? He's interviewed Matthew McConaughey. I do say go, Tario. And he's taken on Big Blue Nation. I see, he's just completely taken the wind out of my sails. <laughs> it's time for The Drive with Josh Graham. Welcome to a Wednesday Drive. We're on the eve of the NFL Draft. David Tepper did something he hasn't done in over 15 months. He held a news conference. And it was a surprise, too. I got the notification around 9.45 this morning that we'd hear from him. And at around noon, when we did, nothing about the man we heard speaking for about a half hour resembled the David Tepper we've gotten to know close to the last four years. Anytime you're in public, you're sending signals to people. It's a great lesson to teach kids. Friends you associate with might define who you are, might define what path you take. Coach K tells every one of his teams, or did for the last 42 years, a lesson he learned from his mom, taking the right bus, making sure you're on the right bus. The friends you associate with matter. What you choose to wear tells people about who you are, the language you choose to use, etc. Anytime you're in public, you're sending signals to people, especially when you're in positions of power, when you are in the public eye. And for four years, this has been the perception David Tepper has curated. Bold and brash, outspoken on politics and cutting through red tape, he doesn't mind getting messy. He's hands-on. He's win at all costs. Let's go big with facilities. Let's go after a quarterback who might be cheaper than usual because he's dealing with 21 accusations of sexual abuse in Deshaun Watson. That's the David Tepper we've come to know, and I think that perception's been molded and earned by Tepper. But he demonstrated none of those traits in the half hour that we heard from him today. Instead, it seemed like he was walking on eggshells for most of the time. He wanted to address the Rock Hill situation. His line always was, I want to honor their requests for us not to go back and forth on this publicly. When asked about the business of the Panthers and Tepper Sports and Entertainment, he said he wanted to talk about football. So then when he was asked about quarterbacks, surely he'd give an answer, right? He said that those questions are probably better suited for Scott Fitterer. It was all kind of amusing. And a bit confusing, too. But the biggest tone change of all was how he preached long-term patience after two years of Matt Rule. Long-term patience from the guy that, after a year and a half of being the owner, ran off Ron Rivera and Cam Newton. After a year of Teddy Bridgewater, ran him off and now has Sam Darnold. And Tepper went out of his way to praise Sam Darnold, called him a very good quarterback, and said Matt Rule's doing a really good job. Unprobed. He wasn't asked specifically about them. Heck, there was even a time he complimented Jerry Richardson, whose statue he tore down in front of Bank of America Stadium. It was all odd. But this is David Tepper today preaching about the process, preaching about patience for the Carolina Panthers 
two years into Matt Rule being the coach and year three about to start. Listen, there's a lot of different challenges, and I think one of the hardest things, and I've said it five years, five years, five years from the time Coach Rule was there, and maybe it'll be six years, I don't know, from the time he was hired. I think it's just building that foundation, having patience to build that foundation, trying to get fans to have patience for that foundation, to have sustained winning. I think, And it's hard to build that foundation. It's hard. I mean, listen, I have new appreciation for how stupid I am sometimes, okay? Just quite frankly, I shouldn't say that because gonna, people afterwards are going to say, why did you say that? But listen, it is, it's hard, and I have a certain amount of humility in this respect. Do you think David Tepper knew that it took Jay-Z seven years to become a sensation? Do you think maybe Matt Rule shared that information with him? Six years, huh? Okay. I do appreciate the humility. This business, maybe David Tepper's changed. That's possible. Maybe David Tepper thought this would be easy. He's worth 13 bill, more than anybody in the National Football League. He thought he could just buy himself a championship. And that because it was his ideas to move off of the coach and get a new one and his idea to move off at the quarterback, they were suddenly the best ideas, just acting on his impulses. Maybe the last few years have humbled him where he's not going to be as brash anymore. Maybe this is a new David Tepper. Again, we haven't heard from the guy in the last 15 months. And if you want to operate under the conclusion of he is a different guy now and The NFL's humbled him a bit. I think this piece of sounds even more interesting when you consider that idea. He's had a change of heart, it seems, on Bank of America Stadium. At every turn his first couple of years, he had no problem saying, we want to get a new stadium eventually, and it's going to be taxpayer-funded, and look what they're doing down in Atlanta. We could have our football team and now our soccer team share a stadium and have a closed-in roof, and we could potentially host Final Fours. Those are things that we want to do, maybe even host Super Bowls in Charlotte. That's been his tone since the opening press conference way back in the summer of 2018. He's had a bit of a change of tone. This was Tepper today. What I said originally was not with the um, knowledge of being here, okay? So it was said in haste, and that's what I said about being impatient. We had somebody ask me the question before. After being here and seeing how gorgeous it is here and how nice it is to come to the stadium and just sit under the sun and enjoy it and just like, frick, I mean, it's just, it's just nice. Why would you ever want to do something different? It's beautiful here, and it's, it's just a great experience. It's a lot different. I did not recognize this version of David Tepper today. And we'll see how consistent He is with the guy we heard today versus the perception that's been molded over his first four years as Panthers owner. On Twitter at WSJS Sports, if you want in, Will Dalton, executive producer of this show, taking your calls at 336-777-1600. What did you find interesting about what David Tepper had to say today? Monday Night Raw is going to be at the Greensboro Coliseum next week. And we've got two pairs Two pairs of Monday Night Raw tickets to give away on today's show. Now, usually, I don't give out hints when we'll dish that type of stuff out, but I'll tell you because I'm in a good mood today. The first giveaway going to be sometime before BDOT joins us in studio at 3.30. 
Here's the sound that you're listening for in order to win our first pair of WWE Monday Night Raw tickets. And you could save that phone number I gave a second ago down at 336-777-1600. Here's a question I have for you today. Where is Sports Hell USA? Sports Hell USA, major American cities. Who has the title right now of being the worst place to be a sports fan in 2022? Now, I say major professional cities because I'm sure you can find some colleges that have had it rough. I'm looking at UNC State fans. We even have a drop that I think best in capsules, the NC State experience on this we show. Suck. Yeah. So let's limit it to pro cities. And the reason I'm thinking about it, see, it was Cleveland for the longest time. But since LeBron James won the title in 2016, Cleveland, this is for you. I don't think it's any longer Cleveland. In fact, I thought about it last night because I think it's Minneapolis. I think Minneapolis is sports hell USA. I think they have the title. The T-Wolves, they've blown this series so far. They've had two games now. Two games that they had a chance. I'm going to keep doing that the entire show today, Will. Every opportunity. I can't wait. Start talking like 2 Chains does at every opportunity. They've now lost two games that they should have won. They were up 26 in one of them and up double digits last night. I don't know what Anthony Edwards was trying to do defensively on that final possession against John Morant. And technically, they're not out of the series, but Harlan gave out that stat yesterday that teams that go up three games to two have won 83% of the time when the series is tied at two games apiece in game five. The winner of game five wins the series 83% of the time. And you're talking about a team that's the number one seed in Phoenix that's up three to two. So it just feels like the T-Wolves have blown this and the Vikings are a sadness factory. They've never won a Super Bowl and they have a ton of brutal playoff losses. In fact, I'd probably say the two most painful playoff losses involving a kicker, two of the three, Scott Norwood's involved in this too, involves the Minnesota Vikings. Blair Walsh in negative temperatures, missing a chip shot against Seattle in the playoffs. That stings. And there's no better example than Gary Anderson, 1998, with the Vikings 15-1 and that year. Randy Moss's rookie season, Chris Carter's out wide too. You got John Randall. That team was awesome. NFC Championship game, Paul Anderson has not, or Gary Anderson hasn't missed a kick the entire season, and he misses an overtime on a kick that would have won the game. And they lose to Atlanta, goes on to the Super Bowl to lose to the Denver Broncos. Minnesota hasn't even been to the Super Bowl in a very long time. There are other contenders. Like I'd be willing to listen to other nominees. Detroit, maybe. Like the Red Wings, they they won't they haven't won since 2008. The Lions will never win. The Tigers, I guess Miguel Cabrera had his 3,000th hit this past weekend, and they've been to a World Series in the last 15, 16 years. As strange as it sounds, maybe New York. So you're wearing a Yankee hat right now. I think it's relative. They haven't won a title, I think, in the last 10 years, the Giants in 2012. But the fact that the Yankees haven't won since 2009, the Mets haven't won in a very long time, the Jets and the Giants are both really bad currently. Brooklyn just got swept in the first round. The Knicks didn't make the playoffs. For New York standards, 
It's about as bad of a drought as New York has ever seen in sports, but it feels strange to call them sports hell USA. Maybe even Houston. See, Houston won the title with the Astros a few years back, but everybody knows that they cheated, and Deshaun Watson was just traded. The Texans are terrible. The, the, the Rockets haven't been the same since Harden left. That's, that's an abysmal sports city, too. So are you with me? What do you think Sports Hell USA is, Will Dalton? Minneapolis was a good one. I was trying to think about it because I wasn't sure when I saw the rundown what you meant by Sports Hell USA, but now that I do, Houston stands out to me. I mean, the Rockets were good, man, when CP3 and Harden were over there, but, you know, it, like you said, they haven't been the same since. And New York, they're disguised, you know, that you wouldn't think – Mm-hmm. It, they would be sports help because, I mean, it's New York. It's, the it's big only a- been 10 years, and the Yankees won a dozen years back. So it's a different scale. They have more teams there, and they ha- they make a lot more money. They have a lot more resources. So you have different expectations for their standard the last 10 years. I mean, even the Yankees have been to the World Series uh, in the last few years. But but I'll tell you this, though. When you just listen to people talk, like New York standards, yeah, it's, it's sports hell over there. Right? And, th- and now you add Brooklyn. In the mix to all that stuff. Yeah. It is insane. Everybody is insane. What's going on in there? You're on the drive with Josh Graham on WSJS Sports. The sixth man for Tar Heel basketball. B dots hanging out in studio with us. I like this West Coast vibe. I'm kicking myself today because I didn't realize as soon as we got off the air yesterday, less than a mile from our studio, the Iron Five just hanging out, kicking it. Yep. Wish I was there. Had a chance to see maybe Armando Baycott and get a new drop. Mm. Armando. We need to do that at some point this offseason. You're going to make him sing it again? Yeah. Contribute to the NIL funds. Figure that out. It's less than a mile away. They were at the Mad Dog Center. And NIL is allowing them to do things like this. It was with the barnstorming tour where for $100 a pop, you could you could get in, ask players questions, and meet and greet and get autographs, and you get a box dinner too. So. Folks really had a good time out there, too, man. My guy Hunter was out there. He got pictures with everybody, got people to sign stuff for him, man. Like, people really enjoyed that. I, I think it's awesome when they get to do the barnstorm. And it used to be a situation where they actually played. That was used to be after you graduated. Right. You could do it, and they'd play, like, a little scrimmage. Right. But now that you're talking about NIL and current players, I don't think coaches would be cool with that happening. No, I definitely don't want you out there hooping for a barnstorming and tear an ACL storming and have me upset. Don't do that. That'd be yeah. stupid. Gigi Jackson Woo! just committed Woo! to North Carolina. <laughs> he put on a cowboy hat first, said I'm with the Biscuit Boys. I don't know what the Biscuit Boys are. That's because you're not part of the family. You should probably include that in grammar school in just a second. Ed and Winston-Salem once in on Gigi, a top 10 player, choosing the Carolina Tar Heels. Ed, you're on with Dot and I. Yeah, um... I just want to give you a correction here, Josh. Gigi Jackson is not the first uh, five-star commit that uh, Hubert Davis got a commitment from. I don't know if you knew this or not, but Simeon Wilshire, 
6'5 guard out of New Jersey committed to North Carolina back in October. Oh, okay. Well, so that's for 2023. Yeah, that's that's for 23 also. I know Duke's already got a head start on them, but if Carolina can get a few more players uh, that they're interested in, then they may give Duke for a running. One quick question I wanted to ask D-Dot, if I possibly may. Uh, Does he think that Kerwin Walton – will stay in the NBA draft. Uh, NBA draft. I personally don't think he'll stay in there. I think he may hang around till you know the deadline, the first of June, and then I think he's going to transfer out. That's just my personal opinion. I like D dots too, please. Yeah, I appreciate the call, Ed. Uh, the news of yesterday was that he air quote declared for the draft, but the way it was framed in a lot of places was he just wanted feedback from NBA scouts. It was very strange, though, and I, I'm with Ed 100% and I, in the idea that I don't think he's going to stay in the draft. But for Kerwin, you know, like the, the fact that R.J. Davis didn't, quote-unquote, test the waters, right? But Kerwin decided. Or Caleb or Baycott. But but Kerwin Walton decided to test the waters. That was just a bit strange to us, especially coming the day after this very um, heralded shooter has entered the portal and everybody is trying to grab From Chattanooga? Him. Who's this guy? Yeah, he's the, the best. I, I, the name slips my mind. Mine he was too. the best scorer from uh, the Mocs. He was the player of the year in the Southern Conference Like Duke this year. is trying to get him. I think that Carolina put out an offer for him, but I'm like, how is that possible? We don't have any scholarship. Yeah, that, I saw day, that report. It wasn't true. It wasn't I, got, true. I got it. I got it confirmed that it's not true. Carolina hasn't reached out to anybody okay. in regards to a transfer spot. It is very interesting, though, that Kerwin – again, I hope Kerwin stays. I've been very vocal on, about this on Twitter. I hope he stays and, and, and finds that confidence that he had freshman year, um, gets it together defensively, and he can really be the spark that we need. Again, we can't have one person to um, give us what Brady gave us, but together him, Puff, well, you could if you, Trez. You could uh, if you go back into the portal. We don't need to go back in the portal. Well, Why do you, you don't you don't need to. You don't need you don't need to. The guys but it that can we make have you coming better. back, the guys that we have coming back, guys in the portal would like folks, coaches in the portal would die for those guys. Like we're fine, we're stacked. Like I don't need to eat filet mignon, but guess what? It's better. Yeah, but if you've already eaten, then it's gluttony, and that is a sin, Josh. We don't need to sin right now. <laughs> we need to win. Amen. Uh, Amen. All right, let's get to grammar school. Josh Graham has his own way of speaking. In high school, he didn't play sports, but he did wear a helmet. And just when you think it can't get any worse. My English teacher wanted to flunk me in junior high. Thanks a lot. Next semester, I'll be 35. Josh is going to attempt to learn B-Dot's vernacular. I'm from the old school. I got a street knowledge. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? It's time for B-Dot's Grammar School. Welcome to another episode of Grammar School. I'm just so excited today. Can you not hear the happiness in my voice? And Josh, even though you like to antagonize me and the I Carolina don't. family and you like to just poke at us, and the reason you do it is because, you know, when you say things about the Wake Forest fans or the Wake Forest team, you know, maybe two or three people may say something. When you say something about the Duke team or the Duke fans, which is very rare, Nobody even really responds. However, when you say something to the Carolina family, we're so passionate that we come out in droves, and you really enjoy that. Sometimes we ignore you. Now, one fan base just has more stupid people online. Ooh! 
with that being said, I feel good today. And Josh, until you threw that emphasis blow. Emphasis on online. Until emphasis you threw that on blow, that. I wanted you to feel good today. I wanted to give you an easy edition <laughs> of grammar school, but you're really poked. You see, see what you're doing? You're doing it now. Yeah. Okay. I don't care about folks on Twitter. Here we go. Because we're watching basketball. Now, we talked about that a little bit last week. Do you remember any of the ones from last week? Oh, no doubt. Carrying mm -hmm. and on one. Yeah. What about if somebody sold? That means they choked. They choked out there. And folks have been selling in this playoff. Have you been seeing it? Yeah. Oh, my God, folks are selling. Nevertheless, if you're out watching the game and you hear somebody say, green, green, he's green. Oh, wow. What do they mean, Josh Brown? Big shout to all my video gamers out there, man. All my folks that play that 2K. You know what I'm saying? I, I, you know, my son says this a lot out there. I hear him saying it when he's playing. Oh, man, you selling. Man, I'm carrying you. Oh, green. You know, I've, I've, I've heard those a lot. Wait, somebody is green? They can be. I think I know the answer. Do you think you know this one? I play on 2K. I'm going to use see? Will I play as, some 2K. I'll see? use Will as a lifeline. God, Will, what Will, does it mean to be green? You shouldn't have jumped in there and said you I knew know. it. I think it means you're lighting it up from three when you get like the hundred percent meter and it lights up. It's an automatic make. Oh, so it's like you're on one almost. You're green. Am I right, B dot? I'm going with that. Is, is Josh that your final right? Answer? Yes, it's my final answer. That is correct. Look at that. And look, I want to give Josh two two bells because he said on one in addition to green. <laughs> Great job, Josh Graham. Yeah. What's next? Like if somebody's just out there, when they shoot it, when it leaves their hand, you say green. And if they hit it and you were right, you're like, oh, man, he's just on fire. Up next, because we got a lot of um, cookouts coming up and things of that nature, drafts and such. What is a glizzy? This is a word we had before, and I'm bringing it back. Now, glizzy has two definitions. Yeah, one I can't talk about on the radio, I don't think. I mean, you could. One, it might be an appendage, a glizzy, or actually, no, like a gun. Yeah, I think I'm trying to figure out what exactly it was. <laughs> what? All right. What um, are you talking the, about right the now? Answer, the okay. answer to the question is a hot dog or a gun. That, that is a glizzy. That is 100% correct. That Thank is 100% correct. That is 100%. <laughs> if you hear the I don't hundreds, know where I was going with I that. I don't know what the appendage? Yeah, I was thinking about the meme <laughs> or the gif that has the hot dogs all bouncing off someone's face. Anyway, let's move on. All the glizzies bouncing off shorty face. I've seen that. See, that's how you would use glizzy. You see glizzy? Yeah. Yeah, how do you like your glizzies, Josh? Mustard and ketchup. That's it? Mm -hmm. No chili, no onion. I almost said nine millimeter. <laughs> Last one for you, Josh Graham. What does it mean to drop dime? To drop dime. Now, in the NBA, of course, dropping dimes is what? Assist. Assist. But if you drop dime, what does that mean? Who oh boy. This is a review word, Josh Graham. I, I know, but I've been good on the review words like last you have. week or... Glizzy. You did know Glizzy, and then you knew on one from last week. Drop dime. Correct. I'm going to say, like, you buy someone a dinner or a something. Dinner. You're the one picking up the tab. A nice dinner. 
Just say I'm wrong. I know what you're doing. What? No, I'm asking if that's what you. I just yeah, want to clarify. Or just buying something for someone. You drop dime. Oh, so it's not even just the dinner. Like you can just drop dime at H and M. Give me the X. I'm asking if that's what I you know, mean. I know. That's what I'm saying. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Because you know you're wrong. Uh huh. Absolutely wrong. Drop dime is to snitch. When you drop dime on someone, you snitch. You still haven't seen Belly. Listen, we need to take grammar school to a whole nother level. We have to get you to watching movies so that you, when you when you hear these words in the movies, you understand. You've never seen Belly. You've I haven't never seen, seen Belly, anybody but come out and say, I'm about to drop dime on them. What's the one where Queen Latifah is robbing a bank, though? Set it off. Set it off. I like that one. That's a that. great one, Will. And Josh, the fact that you can't even remember the name of the film upsets me. Well, I almost said sound the alarm, and I knew that was wrong. So. Sound the alarm for set it off. It's close. I almost slapped your face. I know. I almost made the left side of your face tingle, Josh. I got a question for you, though. I forgot to ask. Oh, yes, Josh. In the spirit of cookouts, and we've got a cookout draft that we're doing at 430. Mine is going to be so awesome. Mm-hmm. Name three foods that have gluten in it. <laughs> this is stupid. Is there anything more caucastic than gluten? No. It's up there. All right. Okay. Bread. Right? That's one. That's correct. Um, Butter. That's incorrect, I'm afraid. Dang it! I'm trying to think of things that say gluten-free, and well, then I think there may be a you version. You already got of- it wrong. Pasta, beer, baked goods, cereal. Cereal? Gluten. What is gluten? And that's been grammar school. No, no, for today. no, no, no. You can't ask me what items have it, and you don't even know what it is. It's what like is starch, gluten? Starches and so potatoes. And there's potatoes got gluten. You have like a a a, a reaction to yeast and things. You have no clue what gluten is, do you, Josh? I'm nailing it. <laughs> Gravy. <laughs> Gravy's got Gra- gluten. Gravy's got he it. Googled that. I did, because I wanted to give him some info on this stuff Thank for you. next time. What's gluten? You Google gluten, and it has a question three, three, mark. Six, seven, 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 one, this is stupid. What's gluten? See, just another one of those caucastic things that was made up, the caucasity of it all. Just Sorry. a word made up. Sorry that I I went at you like that, Will. I dropped dime that you were looking mm. up things mm. there. That's very well played. That's that's on me. He's learning. You know, we're going to have our... Our draft, our cookout draft, talking glizzies and such. Mm. This next segment, it's going to be good. It's going to be, we're going to be green. Mm -mm. It's going to be green. Mm -mm. It's next on The Drive. And now, The Drive with Josh Graham on WSJS Sports. The sixth man of Tar Heel basketball is B Dot. Hey, he's the special guest Saturday too. Did you know that? At the Carolina Cobras game. This song right here. Who's singing? Petey Pablo. Yeah, special guest at the game. He's gonna perform. No kidding. At the Carolina Cobras game Saturday. Love it. What song is he gonna play? (laughs) Probably that one. And Freak Lake. He better do Freak Lake. Freak Lake. I remember I went to a wedding one time, and it was at a, not at a cow pasture let me be more respectful than that Mm. it was at a horse ring where they have rodeos and such Mm -hmm. and the pews were essentially bales of hay that we sat on 
the groomsmen were wearing button-up white long sleeves and cowboy boots and bolo ties and blue jeans. And we didn't know where the bridesmaids of the brides the bride was. And then the music started to play. And it's a pickup truck rolling up to where we were at, driven by the dad. The wife is sitting shotgun. The bridesmaids are in the, the, the bed of the truck. She's knocked up, and it's pretty obvious, unfortunately, for the poor lady. I, I don't feel badly telling the story now because they got divorced. Uh, she has, like, a tattoo on her arm the entire deal. And after the wedding ended, after you'd think the first song would be something, celebrate good times, any of that, some cool in the gang, it was freak leak First thing that played, mm. less than a minute after they left, the aisle. Yeah, I now pronounce you man and wife. You may kiss the bride. Mwah. I now present to you Mr. and Mrs. Freak-a-leak. That's right. Keisha, Drina, Tasha. Freak-a-leak. Time Katrina. for uh, the cookout Sean. draft. <laughs> Time for the cookout draft. You get an entree. You get a side. You get a beverage mm-hmm. and a dessert. It is prime cookout season. We just did a randomizer. And I finally got the first pick. Dot has the second pick. Will picks third. Snake draft style. And I'm going to go entree with the first overall pick. And I'm going to take steak. Steak is off the board. Mm. At my cookout, we're going top shelf. We're eating steaks, y'all. Good luck trying to top that. B-Dot, you have the next pick. Is the pick in? I only had two meats. I only had two meats, but yes, after deliberation, the, uh, the, the pick is in. Steak is already off the board, so that takes half of mine off. I have to go with ribs. Wow. Mm. Ribs wasn't even on my big board. I have to put ribs on. Are you crazy? I got to have ribs. Okay. Barbecue ribs, definitely. on. It could be beef ribs or pork ribs. Doesn't matter, but definitely going to have me a slab of ribs out there. Ribs have been taken off the board. Wow. We'll see where Will goes from here. Yeah, I'm interested. Will Dalton. Because Will goes back to back, doesn't he, in a snake right. draft. You got the next yep. two picks. Mm. Mm. Let's The see. card's in. It's in. And Has Woj already broken what the pick is? No, uh, he hasn't tipped he, it yet. He, he doesn't even or know yet. He doesn't have the info on this one. Gotcha. Um, I'm going to go with just some good barbecue. All right. Now, when you I say know- barbecue, you mean pulled pork? Yeah, we'll go pull pork okay. on that one. See, that was the second meat on my big board yeah. as well. Really? Pull pork. So I think it's a good draft pick on his part. There's there's a lot of high value in pulled pork, pig picking style. I think that's what you're shooting for here. Yeah. You could go Eastern <laughs> style, maybe Lexington style. It's a, it's a high value pick, I think. <laughs> What's the next pick? I think... For my side. Don't you do it, Will. What is it I'm not doing? Don't you do it. Just don't you do it. Well, I don't know what it it. is I'm not doing. I know, but it's going to scare me. Don't do it. It's all Mm. I'm asking. Uh, The pick is in. I have the envelope. Just ripped it open. Let's go with some hush puppies. Whoa! Hush puppies? I'm good. We good be done? Hush puppies? Hush puppies are the side? That's his side? That's what he's doing as a side? That's unbelievable. In a good wow. way or a bad way? This is like the Oakland Raiders 
We're, we're reaching in the first round on hush puppies. You got, I mean, slather them in butter. Make the case for hush puppies. Yeah. I, slather them in butter, some good, maybe put a little good seasoning on there. Just, they're, they're going to be, they're going to be tasty. Don't you worry about that. I'm terrified that Dot's going to steal my, hey, the I, think he know, I think he already the knows pick what my in. pick is. I want to know what he was scared of. I, I think he knows what my pick is. I'm going side and, and. I think I could do a side to destroy Josh. Yeah, I think he knows it. Or I could pick a side to make myself happy. I'm going to do the one to make myself happy. Baked beans are off the board. Ooh. Baked beans are off the board. Mac and cheese. You can have your mac and cheese. No. No? Not going mac and cheese. Oh. Oh. Next pick. Next pick. Pick is in. A little bit of a smoke screen. You might think it's mac and cheese. I'm going mashed potatoes. Really? Mm. Steak. In potatoes, man. Fair. Pair them together. Fair. Gotta go potatoes over the mac and cheese. Guys, we're at a barbecue. I got barbecue ribs and I got barbecue baked beans. Like, how do you not have these things at a cookout? Like, you gotta have your barbecue. None of y'all stuff has any barbecue on it. Y'all tripping. The next pick is in, though, B-Dot. This is yours? Yep. Crap, where you going? Drink or dessert? I'm gonna go dessert. Good. And I'm gonna take... Banana pudding. Ooh, that's a good one, you stupid SLB. Banana pudding. Damn it! Off the board. All right. So See, I, I honestly had banana pudding at the top of my big board on that particular area, dessert, it. and I didn't have a number two or number three, so I needed to get banana pudding. Damn it. Josh, I ain't going to hold you. That was a good one, my boy. Thank you. Like, that was definitely on my list. Um, but with that being said, my pick is in, Will. I also will go dessert. I'm going to go pound cake. And it doesn't matter how Ooh, you do yeah. You can go lemon pound cake, whatever kind of pound cake you like. But I'm going to do pound cake right here with that nice icing on the top just dribbling down oh. on the sides. You understand? Because, see, what I've learned is you can actually double that pound cake for actually bread, too. So I can put the pound cake on there and actually have some of that just dripping off into my daggone Man. beans and still get a little bit of my little ribs bump, 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 with the pound cake. It's amazing. Well, Dalton, you done messed up. You had a fir- you had the first crack at sides, and you went hush puppies. And now you got the first crack at drink. Where are you going? Well, I haven't picked a dessert yet either. But, it's yes, true. I do. You have I, I do have the picks. first I got the first crack at it. Um, mm. I'm going to go. We're going to have some fun at mine. We're going to be serving Moscow Mules. Whoa. What, what the hell are those, Josh? Translate for the people Moscow in the back. Moscow Mules. Yeah. What are Moscow Mules? What did he say? I'll let him. I'll let him explain. Well, it's usually vodka yep. and ginger beer. And then lime juice squeezed in there. You can do it with bourbon. You can do it with. Bourbon and vodka is usually the two, so. I would have accepted hard liquor. You know what? <laughs> yeah, like liquor. He had a specific one. Yeah, I'm going to make my Moscow mules for everybody. When That's we right. did the I'm Thanksgiving draft, Robbie was sitting in that same seat yeah. that you're in, Will, uh-huh. and we got to dessert. Do you remember what he said, Josh? No. Some pie that started with a P. Do you remember? Pecan? No, man. It was like some fruit that we didn't know about. And it was like uh, papaya. Pa- oh. pa- 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 no, not papaya. It was just ridiculous. It's just always interesting mm. that that room comes with an object or an item that nobody knows except the well, people in that room. I love Moscow mules. You You're familiar that? with Moscow mules. Yes, I am. Yes. They're I, always I, served in this this like uh, yeah. brass type copper yeah. looking 
And so clearly, I'm not invited to you all's cookout. You are invited <laughs> to mine, B dot. Okay. Thank you. What I'm, is your dessert to close things out for you, Will? Um, it's called two, a couple different things. It's called chess cake to some people, but for me, growing up, it was called butter cake. Hmm. Okay, chess cake or butter cake. And my mom will be making it. Uh, I don't know what all's in. Do you know what it is, Josh? No, okay. I've never heard of it. All right, just just look it up. It. It's hard to describe what it is, and my mom has never told me what actually is in it. Yeah, maybe you can. It looks. It is delicious. I mean, I mean, melt in your mouth type cake. What's yeah. it look like? Jeff? All that's coming up are pictures of cakes in the shape of chessboards. Yeah. So that is Will's pick. He's had a rough draft. Yeah, Let's go to so Dot. He's got pulled pork, hush puppies, mules, and butter cake. That's right. All right. Um. <laughs> With my final pick, um, to add alongside my ribs, uh, my baked beans, my pound cake, to wash it down, every great cookout has to have red Kool-Aid. Oh, that's such Absolutely. a great play. It's, red it, Kool-Aid. It really is a great Did you play like that, Josh? Because I had Kool-Aid down, but purple. No, purple. No. I lied. I go blue, blue, blue Kool-Aid all day. Blue fair, but red Kool-Aid, it's just but that a, makes you red. Your lips all it red. Does, I don't it like does. That. I'm going to have the red Kool-Aid in a Dixie cup. But you're going to have blue lips, Josh. That doesn't make it much better. Or they're going to look uh, purple and look like you just smoke hella reefer. This is tough for me. So I have... My last pick, and I'm torn between two. Do I go what I would like in my heart, or do I go what's the most obvious choice here that would appeal to the largest audience? No, it's not people? about the audience. We always do this, Josh. When we pick our plates, our plates are for us. I don't care if you don't like red Kool-Aid. I like red Kool-Aid. Okay, then. You think we'll give a damn if you like Maker Mules? I'm going to go from the heart, then. <laughs> you who's the picks oh. in. <laughs> what? You who? Yeah. You Are you agreeing with this, Will? Who's ever you had a you who? There's I'm a Kenny not. Chesney song called Summertime. Nobody's ever had a you who And a you who? I'm not on board with this. Nobody Falling has on the ever board. had a you who at a cookout. I have. Same wedding. Yeah, that was a weird win, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that was doomed from the jizzle. It was either that or lemonade. I went you who. I had Capri Sun on mine. Actually. See, Capri Sun was I on my list. I did have Capri Sun on mine. Look at us, man. <laughs> Look at us. You who's the pick? And there you go. That's been our draft. Which meal, which picnic would you most like to attend? What's the most appealing to you? Oh, I won. Mine this is easy. steak with mashed potatoes. Banana pudding is a dessert, and Yoo-Hoo. Mm. B-Dot has ribs, baked beans. Barbecue ribs. Barbecue ribs. Yeah. Baked beans. Barbecue baked beans. Barbecue baked beans, okay. Yeah. Pound cake for dessert Ooh. and red Kool-Aid to drink. And Will's got pulled pork, hush puppies, Moscow mules, and chess cake. By the way, I sent you a picture of what it looks like. That's exactly what it looks Just trust me when it's, it's so good. Everybody will love it. Take a look at that. Yeah. I'm trying to tell you. Now, listen, you are going to, you know... Where did you, you might catch a me? cavity or two. Oh, you I texted, texted it. it. Yeah. Okay. With all that barbecue and yeah, these are. Oh, they're like little cake. pound cakes with yeah. cocaine on the top of. Them. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. Why By you the way, one six hundred. Nobody took Cheerwine. By the way. Nah. Because Josh to. took YooHoo. Uh, Cheerwine's a good one too. I, I should have thought of that. That was good. It was between YooHoo and lemonade, specifically pink lemonade. 
pink <laughs> lemonade, Josh. What kind of an alien are you? I'm a Who white does guy. The, that that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. That ain't got nothing. Damn thing to do with nothing. Who <laughs> picks the grape Kool Aid and the freaking pink no, lemonade no, blue over Kool-Aid. the red Kool Aid? The purple Kool Aid and was the a joke. yellow lemonade. Purple Kool Aid was a joke. You're I like an blue. alien. Kool-Aid. Josh Josh does look like a YooHoo type of guy though. And a YooHoo. B dot. Appreciate you being here, buddy. I hate you. He puts the C in awkward. Huh? He didn't finish high school. You're on the drive with Josh Graham on WSJS Sports. Adam Gold, our midday host, going to join us in just a few minutes, as he does each and every week. Earlier today, David Tepper... Talked to the media for the first time in 15 months. Interesting that he chose the day before the draft to meet with the media. And he was asked directly, are you committed to keeping the Panthers in Charlotte long term? And this is how Tepper answered the question. This team is, I've said often that this is the best place for the Panthers up to, you know, where the stadium is right now. It is the center of two states. We are the Carolina Panthers, and there it is the most logical place for the Carolina Panthers to be is in Charlotte. His tone has changed about Bank of America Stadium, about just being patient altogether. When it comes to Matt Rule, when it comes to Sam Darnold, and I think maybe a big part of the reason that is he no longer has leverage in a lot of different scenarios. Like if you're a business person, you want to pit Rock Hill against Charlotte and you want to pit the Carolinas against that carrot dangled out there. Hey, if you don't pay for this new stadium, if you don't pay for this new facility, we might uproot the team and move to Los Angeles. That was always the city that they use. But now LA has two teams. You know, it's what happens all the time. Where, where would you move a team right now that doesn't already have an NFL franchise in it? And now you have a soccer team invested in here too? So you're going to move that franchise too? What if that town you move to already has an MLS franchise? So he doesn't have a lot of leverage on that front. And then with the practice facility, they've already invested $175 million into that. It's like 70% done. They're going to figure that out too. That would make the most sense for why every single time Tepper was asked today something related to Rock Hill, he said, out of respect to the city's request that we don't play this thing out in public and go back and forth with public comments, I'm not going to answer. It makes sense for him to do that if he still believes they're going to work something out. We've come to know a David Tepper that doesn't mind just blasting right through red tape and speaking out on political issues, calling out the president of the United States, doing a number of different things. He's brash. He's bullish. He likes that image, but he was not that today. He Instead, he walked on eggshells for much of this press conference, which was his first in 15 months. When he was asked about business matters, he said he wanted to talk about football. When he was asked about Rock Hill, he gave that flat statement that I said. When he was asked about quarterbacks, he said, that's probably a question better suited for Scott Fitterer. It's almost interesting why he even decided to have this press conference. In fact, that's where I want to start here 
with Adam Gold, who joins us now, who you could listen to noon to three right here on WSJS Sports. Why do you think Tepper decided day before the draft? That's a good time to speak to the media for the first time in 15 months. Because he's worth $14 billion and he can do what he wants and say what he wants. And he's the owner of the team. And he feels like that puts forward here. I am in, I am in charge. Uh, oh, you asked me a question. I'm not going to answer it. Um, you know, it's funny. We talked to a, um, a rep in York County, South Carolina. And he said, when David Tepper got here, he said he was going to be a Jerry Jones type. And the, his next sentence was, instead, we got Daniel Snyder. Yeah. And I thought, A, that was one of the funniest things I've ever heard a state representative say. Um, it's harsh as all get out. But, I mean, it's not that accurate, but it ain't crazy. And my problem with David Tepper today was that the Rock Hill city manager said that it was the Panthers. This is a simple thing he should have answered today. The Rock Hill city manager said it was the Panthers that told the city not to sell bonds. And he was asked, is that true? And Tepper said, out of respect for Rock, like, no, no, no. This is a direct statement. They said you told them this. Is that true? That's a yes or no answer. He doesn't even have to be forthcoming about what exactly he said. It's yes or it's no. And he refused to answer the question. That disappointed me as much as anything today. Adam Gold with us here. It's interesting. Ownership so important in sports. There's nothing more painful, nothing more miserable than being a sports fan, as a sports fan, than rooting for a team that has bad ownership. I know this is a uh -huh. Baltimore Orioles fan who has no hope. <laughs> they don't spend any money, and they're never going to win anything, and that's why, and you're just going to be in that purgatory. Browns fans know what I'm talking about, and I'm sure there's a long list that I can go down. But we now have, in 2018 – a significant sample size because in the same year, Tom Dundon took over the Hurricanes, David Tepper took over the Carolina Panthers. How would you assess the performances of Tepper and Dundon in their first four years of ownership with their respective teams? All right. All right. Well, in, in terms of obviously on um, ice, court, field success, there's no comparison. Um, and you can simply start with Tom Dundon hired Rod Brindamore, and David Tepper hired Matt Rule. Carried Matt Rule's luggage, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> uh, Tom Dundon didn't have to carry Matt uh, Rod Brindamore's luggage. Um, I think Tom Dundon has proven to be a smart owner, a good owner. I don't know if he's a great owner. It remains to be seen. Uh, there are some things probably – uh, underlying that are not great with the Carolina Hurricanes. But in terms of what the fans see and the product on the ice, I think he's been a great owner. Uh, I don't think they did a great job at the trade deadline two years in a row, but that's neither here nor there. 
it might not matter. They might end up winning the Stanley Cup. I think they have a chance. Uh, but he has essentially done everything he could, for the most part, to put the best team on the field. And he's done that the right way. The, the way you run your organization uh, is, I think, a little bit separate. But in terms of the team, he has done it the way – he hasn't done it the way traditionally it's been done, but he has done it in a very effective manner. What about Tepper? Oh, uh, well, no, no. He's a, uh, I mean, it, do what, I, what is your, if we, what is your the greatest, clue. what is your greatest critique of David Tepper as an owner through four years? Uh, he, he practices no patience, but that's what I found he, interesting today. Like I didn't know who this guy was, who was going out wait, of his wait, way wait, to wait, compliment rule and compliment Darnold mind? and even give a compliment to Jerry Richardson saying, the only thing that was missing was reminding us how Jay-Z took seven years to become a sensation. That was the only thing missing from, from uh, uh, David Tepper today. Well, for, I, I guess we'd have to believe that David Tepper is about to practice patience. I'd have to see it. I, I mean, I don't want to hear it. I want to see it. He's practiced none. Um, you know, when he's talking about seeing progress of the team, we haven't seen any progress. I know you and I disagree on this. We had two years of Matt rule Mm -hmm. year two was identical to year one. There wasn't progress in any single area. Um, not defense. See, we disagree on that on the defensive front. I mean, sure. They have better players on defense, Yeah, but they're not necessarily better. I mean, they don't have terrible players. They have some good players. Um, but I would also argue that when you get right down to it, um, the results didn't change. Uh, they were good against really bad teams, and they were, you know, mediocre to bad against really good teams. So I don't think you're going to be somewhat better, but ultimately nothing changed. They still make the same mistakes, still waste the same timeouts. Still do the same silly things. Um, they they haven't hired well. He hasn't hired well. We'll see if Ben McAdoo uh, works out. But um, no, I want if David Tepper is going to talk to me about patience. Uh, frankly, I don't think you need patience. You just de- you just uh, don't need to be. Uh, what's the shiny object? The squirrel. You don't need that. <laughs> we, you know, you you can have a plan and stick to it. I don't know that they have a plan. I, I think we'll see uh, at the draft what their plan is. I almost feel bad for Scott Fitterer. I think I, I, I think he knows what he would like to do. I'm not sure Scott Fitterer will be allowed to do what he would like to do. So you think they're going to go quarterback at six? That's the way I feel, too. I, I think if they go quarterback at six, we're, we're setting back the process of First of all, there's not a quarterback at six who's going to be any good for a, at least two years. I don't think there's. I don't believe there's a quarterback at six that is uh, that profiles as a top half of the league quarterback. And in other words, so there's not a quarterback who's quarterback. not. There's not a quarterback good enough that if Matt Rule was fired after this season, the next staff would have enough of a commitment to and see enough with to think. <laughs> We're not, not going to take a guy in 2023. Not a chance. Not, that's why if, if, if they're smart, 
I don't care who your quarterback is this year. I keep saying this. Uh, I'd let Sam Darnold be the quarterback, and I would bring Colin Kaepernick in and let him let him try to win the job. And if he can't, okay, no big deal. I move on. But it it's something. It's it's potentially better than what you have, uh, regardless of all the other stuff that people say would be an issue. It ain't going to be an issue if the kid can play, and he he's certainly going to be fresh because he hadn't played since 2016. Uh, but if he can play, then you win. You you have you have it over on everybody else. Uh, but regardless whether you do that or not, let Sam Darnold be your quarterback. Build the best possible team you can around him. And then after this year, if they don't get better again, then you're going to bring in a new head coach. But at least you'll have the foundation, which he talked about today, to be good in a year or two years. So the next coach can be that guy. Um, I, I don't have any faith that they're going to do that. I agree. Uh, I don't know if they're going to take the quarterback at six, but because I think that Scott Fitterer is going to try to trade back somewhere, but I bet you if they trade back into the teens, he'll take the quarterback there because it's almost justifiable, even though I would argue it still isn't. Um, but I think that's what they're going to try and do because I believe they have they have their brain set on we have to have a quarterback. And frankly, I don't believe they do. Adam Gold hanging out with us here. Two things to get to, some housekeeping notes in relation to the show Ooh, today. So Dot and Will Dalton, who's the new executive producer of this show, they and myself put together a cookout draft. And what I mean, not like the restaurant, we got an entree, a side, a beverage, and also a dessert that we drafted earlier today. You've got to tell us which of these three you'd most like to consume. I'm not going to attach names to it because it's not who would you like to hang out with. It is what is the best cookout spread. The first one, steak, mashed potatoes, banana pudding, and Yoo-Hoo's, barbecue ribs, baked beans, red Kool-Aid, and pound cake is the second. <laughs> Pulled pork, hush puppies, Moscow mules, and chess cake, the fourth, or the third spread, excuse me. Which of those three most appealing to Adam Gold? Gosh, neither. None of them. None uh, of them? None of them. None of them. What, what would be are, your what, ideal spread? All, like, give me the sounder. All, what would be the first overall pick in Adam all, Gold? No, there's, there's what dessert at a cookout. What are yes. we doing? Yes, we have dessert at our cookouts. No, no, that's fine. Okay, you, we're getting a meat though. We're getting a meat out of Adam Gold. The pick is in. What is the first overall pick on Adam Gold's big board? At a cookout, a burger. Okay. So you're going burgers. See, my problem with the burger is you gotta have burgers and dog. Can't be both, right? I I, I do I do yeah. a dog. I, I do one of each. I do a burger and a dog. Right. Uh and I do uh coleslaw or potato salad. Uh and uh, I'll take, you know, cause uh, cause I'm watching myself, give me a Coke Zero. I'm good, but I want a Coke Zero uh in a tub of ice. And if I have to have a beverage, an adult beverage, then uh I'm good with anything from Highlands Brewing. Um uh Asheville's finest. All right, uh, but I don't need 
I don't need a dessert. I don't want a dessert at a cookout. And I know this is going to make me public enemy number one. You can keep all of the banana pudding. You can keep every <laughs> single ounce of it. And I don't care what you do with it. I don't want it anywhere near me. Uh, okay. On the way out, I thought about this with uh, Minnesota blowing another game last night. They've blown two in, these, in this series, and I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to be able to rally back. I think Minneapolis just might be among pro sports cities, sports hell USA. Now that Cincinnati's gone to a Super Bowl this year and they have optimism with their quarterback and Cleveland won a title with LeBron six years ago or so. I think, I mean, we're getting Detroit thrown in here and some others are bringing Houston to the table, even New York, relatively speaking, since with all those teams they have, they haven't won anything in the last decade or so. Is yeah. Minneapolis Sports Hell USA, Adam Gold? It's interesting. Um, well, the Vikings are just its just there. Uh, the Timberwolves are no good. Uh, I like the Wild. I think the Wild could end up being – they could end up in the Stanley Cup Finals, to be yeah. honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know. I don't. I don't think it's sports hell. I. I think it's a. I think it's a city with a little bit of hope, um, and the Twins have proven to be uh, competitive. They're in the perfect division, by the way, to be competitive. The American League Central. Uh, it's a bunch of like-minded teams. Uh, so I think there is. I think it's a city with some hope, and also, if I could, a really cool place to be. I kind of like Minneapolis. So I'm not going to say sports hell. I'm going to say a, ser- a city with some hope. I'm going to end it on positivity, Josh. That's what I like. AG, we look forward to hearing some more positivity from noon to three tomorrow. Appreciate you spending oh, the time. We're and gonna I- draft what should I draft tomorrow? Well, how about I'm not drafting cookout desserts? Not not cookout. Oh, wow, be, cookout I'll dessert. Minnesota Vikings and not bring a card to the table. Okay. What we did earlier this week, you should steal this idea from us. Uh, a music festival draft. You get a Friday, Saturday, Sunday lineup in Coachella season or whatever. You got to pick what your ideal lineup is. Your Friday headliner, your Saturday, your Sunday headliner. And we'll figure out which festival is best between you and Dennis Scott. It's an interesting one. I'll, I'll, I'll put it on the board, and we will discuss it. We're going to have a show meeting, uh, uh, not maybe not live, but uh, on social media before, where we, uh, we will hash through some draft ideas. That's what I like. AG, I'm glad I didn't run things into the wall last week, and I'm, I'm, I hope no, you, they- you, you, I didn't have to correct anything when I, when I showed up on Thursday. That was good. <laughs> that is good. Uh, we'll Sometimes talk to you. Like- when, when Permar is there for a whole week, I have some heavy lifting to do when I get back. <laughs> I don't doubt it. AG, we'll talk next week. All right, man.